Hello and welcome, best friends, to episode four of Best Friends Talk Funny, a kind of funny vids community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. My name is Kyle Stevenson, aka Hoodat Ninja seventy three, and a couple things to get out of the way very quickly. Number one, I'm sorry that it's taken me so long to get these episodes out. Life kind of got in the way. If you read my Twitter, my tweets on Twitter, um, you understand that. Uh, Work has been crazy lately, and uh, my nieces needed me more than ever. So I wanted to make sure I was there for them, making sure they were good. And um, yeah, so that's why we've been away. But uh, we're getting back into the swing of things, starting with this episode, number two. Um, Since the recording of this episode, we've been accepted for iTunes and Google Play. So if either of those are the way you listen to the show... Go ahead and download it on those services, rate them five stars, uh, write a little review. Let me know if you enjoy it, because I would appreciate that a great deal. Um, Number three, because I've been a little late to getting these episodes out... The YouTube videos are going to take a uh, a step back. If If you're one of the YouTube listeners that likes to put the video on the background while you're doing stuff... Um... I will get to those when I can, so I want to focus on the audio first and get those out there for your listening pleasure. What number am I on? Three, four? Doesn't matter. Number four. <laughs> um, uh, this week is my birthday week. I, I turned 31 on Friday, May 11th, 2018. So I want to get all the episodes with these amazing, incredible members of the Kind of Funny Vids community uh, out for you to listen. So I'm going to try to put them all out for this birthday week as my gift to you as a listener to these episodes. Um, With that being said, I think I got them all. Carry the one. Uh, Yes. So uh, starting with this episode, this episode is... Um, a great one, as they all are, but this one involves uh, Brent Johnson as the guest. I met Brent at PSX, which you will hear very shortly, um, and we clicked kind of right away. He's a great person, and I'm happy to call him a friend, and I definitely think the community needs to know who he is, because he is a, he's one of the definitions of what a best friend is, and uh, I'm very happy and, and grateful that he took time out of his schedule to come and be on this show. Uh, speaking about this show, since I recorded it such a long time ago, um, there might be some echoing. Um, when I'm speaking, I tried to clean it up as best as I can, but if you hear it, I'm sorry. I tried my best. And number two, I, I recorded this when I was severely sick. So if you hear me cough, my awful, nasty cough... Um, I apologize. I tried to get rid of them all. I think I did get rid of them all, but I just want to give you a heads up in case one slipped in and I uh, I missed it. So that's enough of me jabbering on. Um, let's get to know a best friend. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this. Nice to have you here. Um, it's good to be here. Yeah. We <laughs> met at PSX a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was my first kind of funny event. That was my first. That was not only my first kind of funny event. That was my first con. Like my first oh. really anything. Okay. And how would you think of it? It was fantastic. Uh, right? Before I, I, I'd never even been to California. Up, yeah. up until that. So th- that was just going to the West Coast in general was very much, uh, I guess I don't want to say a dream come true. That makes it sound like I went to Disney World for the first time. But I, I mean, yeah. that's where there's, you know, there's so many people, nerds and uh, yeah, 
like-minded people that I can really just, I would walk around a corner and there's another person. There's, there's another, <laughs> there's another Kyle around the corner that I could be like, holy <laughs> shit. Did you see yeah. there's, there's the producer from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And yeah, like, like just walking by. And <laughs> yeah, Marty, exactly. Marty and Alana yes. and Brian Altano. Like that, that's something that I don't think I'll ever get used to. If I keep no. <laughs> it's always going to be something where I get a little, uh, <laughs> I have an awkward Marty story, but we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you, for me, PSX was my second time in California. Okay. And that was just the second time in the last year. So like KFL three was my first time on a plane. Awesome. As I've said before. Wow. And I loved it so much. I went back again. <laughs> I, I really wish that it would come to the East Coast, like, really badly. Yes. Um, it'd be a nice change of pace, have people come out to my end. Right. <laughs> you do have the added benefit of you're still in New York, so, like, yeah. there's there's things by you. I, I'm, in, I'm in the Midwest. If you don't right, love the uh, Packers. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you don't love the Green Bay Packers, you really don't have much around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what what is there to do in Wisconsin? Uh, what do you do for fun? Well, uh, if if you're in if you're into the outdoors in any capacity, whether that be uh, camping, hiking, uh, any of those sorts of things, like there's a lot up here. Yeah, I'm not particular. Like I I like going outdoors. I, I go disc golfing, and you know, you, I've got my own little things here and there. But for the most part, I tend to be more like a city guy, indoor you know, doing stuff like that. So you make a lot of your own fun. Yeah. And I can imagine like, yeah. at least in the winter time, goodness. Yes. You want to stay inside as much as possible. <laughs> that was the best thing about going to PSX this year is I left when I got on the plane at the airport in green Bay, it was four degrees. I want to say, Jesus. and then I went and then I show up in, Santa Ana, California, where it's 80 degrees and sunny and there's palm trees. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I come home to, I actually got stuck on the tarmac in Detroit on my way home Uh because of a snowstorm. So that, that goes to show you the nonsense in the Midwest. That was definitely a weird thing to, to step foot. Yeah off the plane and be like, Ooh, I can wear shorts. It's It's almost Christmas time. That's unheard of. Um, so wait, before we, we lose that, I yes. want to hear this awkward Marty story. Oh, <laughs> okay. So obviously down in California for the first time, this is my chance to like, you know, I've never met Greg. I've never met any of the Beyond crew, never met anybody that I've like listened to literally since like Jeremy Dunham Beyond. That's when I started listening to all those guys. Yeah. So... That was my whole plan. My whole goal is like, you know, I, I'm super excited to be playing these new video games and seeing what's coming up, but I got to meet these guys. Yeah. Obviously, the first person I run into is Marty in the bathroom at PSX. <laughs> and I, I did that awkward. So under no circumstances was I about to engage Marty Sleva while he's taking a piss. So I, 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 I did the respectful thing, left it alone and walked away. And I'm just like, really, I, I, I make the, the, the pilgrimage to the West coast after years and years of meeting, of wanting to come out here and meet these guys. And my first opportunity is in the men's bathroom of PSX. <laughs> it always happens. <laughs> it does. It does. It's it. I, again, Played it cool, just walked out, called it a day, didn't talk to him, and then ran into him later. Had my, yeah. you know, had my come to Jesus moment with everybody else. But that uh-huh. that was my that was my first like, oh my god, there's Marty Sleva. Yeah, and, yeah. But like again, yeah, that's Marty Sleva. But I'm in the bathroom. I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm doing my business. This is not the time or the place. And, and you know, I brought that up. I I ran into Altano later in the in the in the over the weekend, yeah. and I brought that up to him as well. I was like, I, I swear to God, I've been re- trying to run into you guys forever, and I run into mm-hmm. Marty in the bathroom. And he's like, you didn't talk to him, did you? And I'm like, no, under no circumstances am I going to be like, so you're Marty Sleva, right? 
Yeah. Good to see you there. <laughs> yeah. Getting a whole picture of Marty Sleva right now. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so um, I left that alone. Yeah. Uh, so since that was your first con, your first kind of funny event yeah. in general, what did you think? Uh, uh, other than, you know, meeting like-minded people. What did you think of the show, that type of show? The show was incredible. Um, just getting the opportunity to walk around. And again, like, it was great to sit down and play video games. It was awesome to run into people like Marty, like mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, yeah. you know, all of those guys. I had so much fun talking to the developers while I was there. That was easily some of the best experiences I had was mm-hmm. um, in line for Accounting Plus and talking to the developers. And uh, William P. walked by and I talked to him for a little bit. And those were by far the best experiences and takeaways from PSX. You, you have this you have this weird picture in your head that oh these are these are huge rock star game developers and they you know they're they're way above and beyond you and without every single time I would run into them or uh you know I've you know I ran into Shu, I ran into Andrew House like these guys oh, just you ran into Shu? I ran into Shu. I have a picture oh. of Shu. I, I, I miss you. I didn't get to meet him. Yeah. Run into him. It, it, like, you have this idea that, oh, they're they're way too busy. They're way too good to be talking to me. I mean, who am I? Yeah. And you just do the, like, hey, how's it going? And they engage, like, like you would, like, you, as if you're, as if every person that walks up to them is a Greg Miller or mm-hmm. a member of the press or somebody with important, they, really truly buy into you know we're here because of you so we're here to talk to you and that was that that to me was the big takeaway absolutely that was my first psx as well and it was i got that same feeling yeah it was was very much a thank you for taking your time out to come play our little game (laughs) and to me it's like oh no this is not a little game like that's what the uh, polyarch uh, told me after I played Moss. Yeah, it's like to me this is not a little game. This is like a game I was looking forward to the most while I was here to play, and them they just being so grateful oh. and uh, it it was something super awesome. I wish more cons and events like that the people there would be more appreciative. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me how just available that they're there to talk to you. And, and like it, yeah. that is a, that, that is a convention that's built for the fans. And that is such a different feel for, because, you know, I, I, I have a annual, I don't want to say call in sick to work, but yeah. <laughs> E3 rolls around and yeah. I am not there. I am not at work. I am at home. I am watching all of the content that I possibly can doing everything Absolutely. I can for it. And you kind of get the idea like, oh, there's these throngs of people and everyone's so busy running around. And this it, it, at the time, now for the last, you know, not last year, but years before, it was a media event. And you yeah. get you kind of got that sense from watching it. And being there at PSX, this was an appreciation event. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's just like nothing you've ever you've ever yeah. seen. I do. I do wish we got the like PSX type E3 conference yes that's the one thing that i was kind of disappointed with not that i didn't appreciate and love the developers coming out and talking a little bit about their games because that was super cool but i wanted like those those announcements i wanted to be in a room with, <laughs> with gamers with those announcements dropping yeah i i actually felt like we got that more at the video game awards the day before oh my god yeah i that was like getting beat over the head yes with stuff. the the death stranding like the air out of the entire room was gone you could have heard a pin drop and then boom death stranding trailer and at the end of what six minutes of just madness everybody loses their minds mm-hmm. that was that like that was to me kind of that that E3 press conference sort of vibe. Yeah, definitely. I, hopefully, I can make it out again. Oh yeah, That'd be nice. It, it was a good show, but I, I've I've Sorry. already got return plans. <laughs> that was good. like before I even left. I'm like, okay, this is this is happening next year for sure. Yeah. Um. So speaking of those plans and um, whatnot, like, what do you do for a living? That was a horrible sentence. <laughs> but like, what do you do? 
Um, so I have the intense pleasure of working in the healthcare field. Yay! Uh, specifically in insurance, the thing that oh, everybody boy. loves. Um, I'm the guy that when your benefits don't work correctly or you don't understand them, or when your claims go horribly awry, uh, you call and threaten to kill me or get me fired. Or more specific, or more specifically, I have to say, people get very mad at me. Understandably, I sometimes tell people they're responsible to pay twenty, thirty thousand dollar bills. Holy oh, shit! Yeah, no, I don't feel good about that. Trust me. No. Disclaimer, folks. We don't feel good about that. Um, I can't imagine you can. No. Just being a no. good human being. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you have any sort of conscience working at that place, somebody calls and they're like, "There's this thing that can make me walk again." And yeah. you guys didn't approve it. And I have to be like, uh, no, but here's what we can do to maybe get it's. How'd you fall into that type of work? So years of customer service, let me tell you, mm-hmm. mostly in retail. Um, I had a friend who worked at this company and mm-hmm. gave me an in, you know, extended an olive branch and I'm, for for me, it was a chance to get out of retail, which, you know, I still I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for retail. I've worked in retail for, you know, the majority of my adult life. Yeah. Um, But it was a chance to get out of there and experience something new and have just more of a career growth, but still using those like person, person to person talking skills, <laughs> my good talkings that I have with uh, uh just years of, of working in, in customer service. Yeah. Uh, is it something you, you're going to continue for a long time or are you getting bored of it? Tired of telling people it's <laughs> money? Um, I can see myself progressing within the company outside of delivering the bad news. Uh, yeah. Tons of tons of career growth there. So it's mm-hmm. it's somewhere I'll stick for some time for sure. Um, hopefully move into something with training or human resources. That's a little bit more my focus. But yeah. Yeah. Well, at least we have things like games and whatnot yes. to, to uh, take us out of the, the, our awful jobs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And because of that, like, what what kind of games do you like to, to play? Wow. Um, like, what's your go-to? My go-to? That's yeah. so tough. Like, you know, I can go back and... Uh, you know, I've been playing games literally. I, I remember this is this is a a fun. How did how did you get into games, Brent? Story. Mm-hmm. My dad, when I was two or three years old, went out and bought a regular Nintendo. Obviously, and now, granted, I you know this was back in eighty seven, eighty eight, somewhere in there. Buys a regular Nintendo, buys a copy of the game Golf. In an effort to be like, hey, Brent, check out how cool golf is. <laughs> and he brings it home, and I'm like, golf is rad, but did you see there's a Mickey Mouse game for this? Yep. And it was all downhill from there. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, what what games do I play? I grew, I grew up on JRPGs. That That's normally been my thing. So, like, yep. Super Nintendo, you had Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI... Uh, Earthbound, Secret of Mana, and you move on to like the PSX when that first came out. I still remember the the internal struggle I had between the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. And oh, really? There was a very real point where I'm like, I think it's <laughs> Sega Saturn for me. I think I gotta go this way. Wow. And luckily, Final Fantasy VII rolls around and makes mm-hmm. the decision for me very simple. Yeah. But yeah. Can you imagine the <laughs> other timeline Brent? Oh no. Sega Saturn? Oh, other timeline Brent would have been so disappointed. I would have, oh. you know what? I still would have come around eventually, but Yeah. It just would have taken a little while. Yeah, it would have been a couple of years before I before I got out of that horrible gray area. But yeah. So it, is it hard for you to pinpoint like a, your favorite game? I keep coming back to Final Fantasy 6. Six? Six, like, everybody's all about seven. I get seven. It's a great game. Yep. But there's something about six, and it's probably nostalgia for me. But, and, uh, where do we go with spoilers on a game that's this old? I think it's that old. Yeah, I, okay. 
no other RPG that I can think of successfully allows its villain to destroy the world and then you keep playing the game like what a mind-blowing experience for somebody so young like we lost and the world suffered for it and now we got to try and pick the pieces back up and you've got all these great characters that uh have awesome character growth man that that was that game still sticks with me yeah it's one of the games that i've known about for a long time yeah as a final fantasy fan that's like one of my biggest holes in my in my in my uh backlog um i just need to find a place where i can actually play it and it's worth playing it on (laughs) now that all i have is my ps4 and i have is it on vita Yes. Yes. It's a PSP. It's a PSP PS1 classic that I'm like 99% sure you can download on the Vita and play. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I know what I'm playing on my way to PAX East next. There you go. Win. Uh, It's done. Decision. I love it. I love it. Um, Changing lives on this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, what is obviously you have an affinity for Final Fantasy? Yep. RPG. Mm -hmm. Where do you come down on the Final Fantasy VIII business? Because I, I'm a big fan of VIII. I am too. And I know... Oh, you are too? Yes, okay. very much so. I know so. I've, I've said that in uh, previous conversations with people, and they, like, scoffed at me, like, Oh, my God. How do you like VIII? VIII is awful. It's not awful. It's... It, I like what it did. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And, like, the story, the characters, I thought all of that was, well short of disc four when it goes way off the rails Mm -hmm. i thought everything up to that point was great and the combat is is goofy but once you get like the nuts and bolts like everybody's complaint with final fantasy 8 oh i don't want to just get into a fight and draw from monsters for 45 minutes listen i don't draw anything from monsters i find draw points and i get items and i refine those into spells and i slot those you don't ever have to draw from monsters. It's this... Yeah. Oh, it's such a misconception. That, see, you just saying that mm-hmm. made me realize I wasted <laughs> so much time in that game. Because what, like what I like to do is... Because mm-hmm. I like to replay it all the time. Oh, not yeah. fully finish it, but... Uh, the moment I leave Balam to go fight Ifrit... Mm-hmm. I immediately go and start <laughs> drawing magic on the beach from yep. the... Uh, I can't say the name of the bird, the the little uh, yeah. something F. I keep drawing magic, mm-hmm. and that way until I have a hundred and I'm sacked up <laughs> and everything. So then I'm set for a while. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So when I when I junction my guardian forces, I can already have like three thousand HP <laughs> before like the first major battle, and I'm good. Yep, and plus you got to stop by the beach to get the waters from the little fish things. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's all coming back to me right now. It's oh, in, in a hard way. <laughs> yeah, I, I would do the same thing in Pokemon. Like I would yeah. level up hardcore before I even face Brock, like constantly, yeah. over and over. So much time wasted. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the sad truth. As much as I love JRPGs, they are a time sink, like a, a yes, serious time sink. And I think back of the hours and hours and hours I spent grinding mm-hmm. the things I could have done with my life. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. What could I have learned? Yeah, exactly. Could I, could I, I build a table? I, could I fix a car? I could speak Japanese and then I could go to Japan and experience this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I goodness. Could. Which reminds me, I still need to finish Persona 5. Oh, my God. Because I, I saw the little uh, the Persona 5 on <sighs> shoulder. Uh, yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. My goal was to finish it before God of War. Mm-hmm. Time's, the, but, the, the clock is ticking. Well, yeah. Plus, I also bought Nino Kuni, too. Oh, good. And MLB The Show <laughs> and Far Cry. So, I yeah. don't know if I'm going to accomplish that goal. Yeah, best of luck to you on that one. That's You've got a, you've got a, a, a thick backlog right now to work through. There, There's a ton more over there, too, that I yeah. started. Like, I try not to think again, about it. Again, like Final Fantasy fifteen. Haven't touched a second of it. Really? It's, it's sitting over there. Oh man, waiting to go. That's that's a, that's another one I would be interested to hear your input because I've got a lot of feelings about fifteen, mostly positive. Good or bad? Mostly positive. Um, positive. 
I, I want you to play it. I, I want to put a pin in that one and come back to it at some point because I, I think it's great and there's a lot of good moments. There's problems there, but uh-huh. as a whole, I would play it again. I recommend it. All right. Yeah, it's whenever I win the lottery, I don't have to worry about going and. and oh, perfect! Yeah. Working. <laughs> yeah, super. Yeah, super easy. Um. So obviously, we love games because that's just something. Yeah. We grew up on, and being a fan of kind of funny, that's just something that we do. It's something we all have in common. Mm-hmm. What's your taste? What's your taste in movies and other entertainment? Um, taste in movies. Wow, other entertainment. I, uh, big into anime. Watch a lot of anime. Um, I'm not an anime person. I legitimately was watching One Piece up until you called me. So <laughs> I never got into One Piece until now. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to catch up. And by catch up, I mean watch 670-some episodes. Holy shit. That's how many episodes are? Yeah. That's not it. I, that, it could be 800. It's 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 close to 1,000. <laughs> that's insane. It's going to take me a long time. I'm on episode 12. Okay. How, <laughs> yeah. how long are the episodes? They're thirty minutes a piece, so it's not like a huge thing, but it's it's still a you know a couple hundred episodes to yeah. even a, a small get into part it. Of me thought that you were gonna say, "Oh no, they're an hour long each." Oh god, I and would I was die! Like, Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm already dr- like half dreading, half excited to get into One Piece, uh-huh. and I put it off because I'm like, there are way too many episodes, and I don't want to deal with that, but. I keep hearing to, how good it is. Try to sell me on anime. Why Why should I watch it, and what should I start with? <laughs> um, anime. I mean, do you like... Anime is... Oh, man, how do I even start with something like anime? Anime is... Oh, it's a loaded question. It, it's, it's a very loaded question. Anime is is like any form of entertainment. Let's start with that. There are anime is for everybody um i regularly sit down with my mom and watch studio ghibli films because she loves disney and these studio ghibli films are like super well produced great stories like childlike magical wonder but it's not weird um on the other side of that coin you've got something like uh kill a kill which is this it's a story about this girl who wears a sailor uniform. The sailor uniform is a, a sentient being, and uh, the sailor uniform drinks her blood and gets smaller as they grow more powerful. Until I mean, there, there's no like nudity, but they, yeah. they get darn close. Like two wildly different sides. Yeah. Or, but then you've got something like Death Note. That's that's like. Uh, a bit of a thriller. It's got some like intrigue back and forth. Uh, you've got Dragon Ball, which is just two big burly guys punching each other until one of them gives up. I mean, I mean yeah. Anime. It, <laughs> liking anime is the same thing as liking video games. You, you don't just walk up to somebody. You play video games and then assume they play all video games. Mm-hmm. Anime is kind of that same idea where like you can be into anime but be into a very specific type of anime. Gotcha. And yeah. knowing you being a fan of wrestling, yeah. the you would appreciate something like Dragon Ball. I can tell you that right now because it's yeah. it's I'm the sure it's the constant back and forth of like the underdog versus versus the big guy, and then there's the storyline of him getting beat up and coming back, and it's it's Dragon Ball is basically just uh, wrestling the wrestling the TV show. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoy, like like I said, I bought Nino Kuni. I yeah. love the art style. Art, I love the artwork of anime. And even uh, Danganronpa. I yeah. love the Danganronpa Absolutely. series. Um, so maybe, maybe I do like it. I just haven't really sat down and given it a huge chance yet. You gotta find shows that are not One Piece, that are not Dragon that Ball. So long. Yeah, that you know, there's the big couple animes that are thousands of episodes long and you're like, I this is impenetrable. Find something that's like a good twenty four to twenty six episodes and you get the full experience in there and that will help. Start with like a Dragon Ball or not Dragon Ball, I'm sorry, Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. uh Death Note, things like that. That that those are good entry points into it. 
Okay. All right, that's good advice. Uh, then what about movies? Movies, um, you know, I I tend to not have a type per se. You know, I I go to you know I I'd watch Marvel movies because they're Marvel movies and they're fun and exciting. Um, you know, I, 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 Star Wars, of course, like, I mean, if right now, unfortunately, if Disney has its hands on it, I'm probably going to go see it. Um, I try to get out to whatever, you know, if something looks interesting, like the shape of water came out, went and saw that I went and saw the greatest showman. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have, I haven't seen those yet. I want to, they're, they're, they're good. Shape of Water's. It's Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I need to say. Pan's Labyrinth is a seminal movie for me. So that is a good one. Oh my goodness! I, I remember sitting in the theater with my friend, and uh, there's a scene where uh, I forgot the character's name because it's been years since I've I've watched it. Yeah. But the the soldier. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there's a scene where he's sewing his cheek. Yes. And I my friend got so squeamish. Ugh. He, he had to, like, hide his face and mm-hmm. cower in the chair until the point, like, he had to get up and leave. And he just left. <laughs> I, I don't oh, even wow. remember if he came back. Wow. But, like, he was so affected by that, that yeah. cheek-sewing scene. I... That's, like, that's like me with eye stuff. Oh. If I see an eye injury Ugh. or someone touching the eye, no. That, I have to look away for needles. Yeah, <laughs> I. Those are a big one. Yeah, that that movie, Pan's Labyrinth. I, I'm I'm fully willing to admit it. I ugly cry at that movie every time, like sobbing tears, ugly cry because it's it's it takes you some places throughout its runtime. Absolutely, I'm I'm the wrong person to ask to cry <laughs> at movies because I yes. cry at pretty much everything. Yeah, that was uh that was one of my first movie experiences with an ex girlfriend. At this point, was watching Big Fish. And just losing it all over the place. Like I, she was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not." No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw that at a friend's house in in high school for the first time. Oh. And we're all sitting there around at his parents' house in the living room watching it, and we all just look at each other, trying to hold back the tears. <laughs> Yeah, just, that is an, that's an emotional movie. Bunch of high school boys hanging around watching a movie, that's, ready to cry. That is my high school experience in a nutshell. Awesome. Right there. Awesome. A bunch of my friends watching uh, Big Fish, trying not to cry. That sounds about right. That is yeah. that is a high school life well lived. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, at least for me, when it comes to movies, like I'm super hyped for Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Uh, since that's actually, I think, out today. As of recording. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, isn't so, it? So hopefully I can I can go watch it soon. Did you read the book? I've not. And I've had I've had a couple friends on me for literally a couple, man, I, at least a year at this point. Yeah. Like, you you have to read this book. Like, this book was written for you, Brent. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really should have. If you don't have the time to read it, I highly suggest listening to the Audible version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Wheaton does oh. the, the whole thing. Yes. And he does it perfectly. And I've listened to that twice. Yeah. It, it, it's so damn good. So if if Audible is more your style, definitely do that because you can get hooked on it real fast. Yeah. I can I can see myself falling down a real deep well if I started getting into Audible. <laughs> oh, yeah. that. If there wasn't enough podcasts and YouTube shows and oh god, games. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start, especially when it comes to podcasts. I'm I'm so behind. I don't even. It, it's 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 bad. <laughs> it's now, real how, bad. How do you listen? How do you consume all that content? Like, do you actually listen to the podcast or do you watch them? Because I'm a I'm a visual per- yeah. guy, so. I watch all the podcasts. I rarely listen to it. So I used to have a job that it was just nose in a computer, don't have to talk to anybody, don't have to, uh-huh. well, I mean, I'm, I'm working, but I don't have to, like, concentrate. So I, I, I was the most up-to-date kind of funny, uh, like, all my podcasts, yeah. everything. I was, I was on it. And now with my new job, I don't have that luxury. So now it's, it's lots of car rides, um, you know, I, I, I watch stuff and do stuff like I've got a two monitor set up here on my com- for my computer. So it's like I'll play 
a game on one and I've got a show going on the other. Uh, it, it's a lot of multitasking because yeah. it, it's it's hard. There's so much you know that I want to keep. That's what's hard is I, I wish I didn't care about so much of this, mm-hmm. but I really do, and it's 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 a constant yeah. struggle. That's why I want to propose that the days go from 24 hours to 36 hours. Oh yeah. So then that way uh, we have way more time to do what we want to do. But you still work regular hours. That doesn't change. Yeah. School doesn't change. No, you just have more time to do what you want to do. I'm super into this idea because right now I'm getting about five hours of sleep per night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the, And like, that is no joke. I'm getting about five hours of sleep because I mm-hmm. am always busy. Thursday nights are the worst because uh, I've recently got hooked on Critical Role. Oh, God, yes. And I I want to watch it live. Yeah. And those shows are four, mm-hmm. sometimes five hours long. And East Coast time, that's <laughs> two, 2.30 in the morning I'm going to bed. And yep. if I have to teach the next day, I'm up in four hours. Oh, my God. It's bad, but I have to do it. It's, it's that feeling inside me like I'm going to be – it's FOMO. Yep. I'm going to miss yeah. out. Even though I can 100%. Totally watch it in a couple days later. That, I'm like that with video games. I, that's why I've got such a terrifying backlog. You know, I, I keep buying games because it's like, oh my god, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is out. And I buy it, and I'm like, this is really cool. And then I play for an hour, and yeah. I go on to... What else came out that day? There was something else that was big that I was more excited about. I don't even remember what it was. Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, that around was like, Monster Hunter? that's what it was. It was Monster Hunter. I was super into Monster Hunter and played, I have like 140 hours into Monster Hunter. I got, do you? I got deep into Monster Hunter world. That game is great. Um, yeah, I'm not, I've never played a Monster Hunter. This one didn't really <laughs> look super interesting to me, but everyone that I, I've talked to about it, um, I see like that twinkle in their eye. Oh yeah. Like it's it's a special <laughs> special experience. Yeah, but I have enough games in my backlog. I cannot add. No. Can't add anymore. No. No. Don't it, like. No. For me, backlog, especially games that are stuck in my backlog, I just, I I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit it. I put it on easy difficulty. I fire through it. I experience it and call it a day. Yeah, that's a smart way to do it. it it's it. <sighs> I just don't have the time in my life to dedicate to like mastering these deep mechanics and getting super good at the game. I would rather just see it and enjoy it and then go to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good points. Um, All right, Brett, we got some uh, questions for you. Oh, okay. From on Twitter. Um, First question is from Mike Toundrow at Tidro on Twitter. Uh, He's got some numbers on there, but (laughs) numbers are Uh, hard. Love you, Mike. What's your favorite lyric? Are you a big music guy, Brent? Wow. Uh, I am, yeah. I listen to a ton. Okay. You know, on top of all the 7,000 other things I'm constantly doing, exactly. I try to listen to new music. Um, <laughs> here's my cheap plug. Anything that Mike Toundro does on Sundays. Eh? Eh? Well. <laughs> no, for, uh, he does fantastic music. But, um, yes, he does. Favorite lyric? Um, I gotta go with something from Coheed and Cambria because, first of all, I think their music is incredible. But their their first four albums are telling like this really deep sci-fi story, which is just crazy and out of this world. Um, probably one of my favorites because it constantly makes me laugh. Is there is a character in the first album of the Cohe of Coheed and Cambria? It's uh, Second Stage Turbine Blade. There's a character whose name is Mayo, like M A Y O Mayo, okay. like mayonnaise. Yeah. And like two or three times throughout the song, Claudio, the main singer, just screams, "I need Mayo." <laughs> and every single time, like I love the song, but I get pulled out every time. He's just like, "I need Mayo." And then, like, there's this, like, high-pitched voice, like, I can't help you now. And I'm just thinking of this weird lunchroom scenario where there's this little boy that just cannot possibly eat his chicken nuggets or something without mayonnaise. (laughs) And the lunch ladies are just like, I don't know, we don't got any. I don't know. It makes me laugh every time. 
That's a that's a tough question, Mike. Favorite lyric? I'll remember that next time you're on the show, Mike. I'll make <laughs> sure we have some harder questions for you. Yeah, um, I'll think of some zingers. So next one goes uh, comes from Kelsey Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike's a better hat, better half. <laughs> the- if if you were a cat, would you be a peaceful Zen cat, or would you be the jerk cat who knocks cups of water off tables? Thousand percent peaceful Zen cat. I like. I am. I put on. I put on a face when I'm in front of the, when I'm in front of a camera or a microphone. But in my regular life, I am so laid back and chill. Like I. It, it, it <laughs> no. It comes from comes from growing up as the only child. You know, having to make make my own fun. Yeah. So. Of course, video games, you know, how else do you entertain yourself but by yeah. playing Sonic Spinball for eight hours a day? <laughs> um, Is that really what you played for eight hours a day? As a child, maybe. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's there's a, a very much a part of me that was just like, and, and my mom, bless her heart, uh, just had me as I grew up. She remarried. Now we have two steps, or I have two stepsisters. They were teenage stepsisters at the time when she became their stepmother. And within six months to a year, she came up to me and she's like, Brent, I never knew how good I had it. I never realized how easy life was when it was just you until I had <laughs> other humans that I had to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would be we... I would be peaceful Zen cat. Okay. Can we at least agree that cats are awful? <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, a dog guy. I can't. I can't. Uh, that's fine. I love that's cats. Fine. Dogs are. Here's. I, I'm. I'm very much a. When I'm at home, and this goes to my peaceful Zen nature. I like to. I love nothing more than for it to just be me and in, in, at my house after work by myself, playing video games, hanging out. I like even to live with a with a cat or a dog where there's any amount of upkeep. I'm just like, oh god, I have to do this now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, under- I, I completely understand I that. I love animals, but much like other people's kids, I like to leave them at their house and then go back to my house where I can just do whatever it is I want to do. That's valid. At, at, at some point in my life, my house had uh, four dogs in it. Dear God. And uh, it was quite an experience. That sounds awful. <laughs> for me, for me, for me, that would be... yeah. The, like, but uh, I, I always loved it. Like I would sit on the couch and I would always have a dog be able to hop up and and put its head on my lap. That part's just kind of snuggle. That part's good. I, I'll never, I, I'll never take that away from anyone. Now I have a a, a uh, an asshole dog that just sits there <laughs> okay. and barks at us, doing nothing. We're watching TV and she'll sit there and just bark. Oh, that is the bark. worst. The absolute worst is is a dog that any living thing outside walks by drives by comes by yeah it's not even uh an outside thing <laughs> they're just she's just staring at me oh my god my that would drive me insane it, yeah that's why absolutely she's crazy outside. she's outside for for a long time yeah uh that sounds real bad i, I don't mean it like we yes, leave yeah. her outside yeah. Yeah. no 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 it's just Frequent twi- trips outside because yeah. we have a run that we could just let her go. Oh, see, that's that's dog heaven. That's all a dog really needs or wants. Exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, Brent, it's come to the part of the show where the guest brings an old GOG topic okay. for us to discuss ourselves. And I am extremely excited because <laughs> you told me beforehand, not only because it's something that I love, but... It's going to be the four-year anniversary uh, next week of when this topic happened. Yeah. This happened at PAX East at uh, 2014. This this one, I, I read through some old GOG topics because I wanted to find one that was going to be, that was going to, that was really going to work between both of us. Um, so this one comes from a Mr. Tim Schaefer. If you if were, heard of him. yeah, I mean, you, you may have heard of him done a couple of things in the, in his life made a couple of video games mm-hmm. double fine gang beast i don't know whatever um if you were a wrestler what would your stage entrance 
and finisher B. Oh man! Now, first off, <laughs> yes. How big of a wrestling fan are you, or were you? I still am a wrestling fan. Okay. I curse myself every day for it because <laughs> because I love it to death and I don't get to watch it as much as I should. I like yeah. nowadays. I I still keep up on like the big four, of course. Yeah. Um, I try to watch NXT and stuff when I can, but no cable, so I don't get to watch Raw. I, you know, I just keep up and keep up on the internet and see what's going on. But I, I hopefully, if if WWE was smart, they'd put Raw and SmackDown on the network. Oh my god! Just make it happen. So just many do everything there. So many more people would sign up for the network if Raw and SmackDown was on there. Yeah. Oh my god. Or or at least having. <laughs> At least have the replay available, like, the next day. Yeah, like, th- not even make it live. Just make it a replay. That's You're still going to draw new people for that. I don't know. Yeah. That drives me nuts. Because I think now the replays are a month later. Yeah. Or something like that. They show up on the network. That's way too no, long. No, nobody, nobody, nobody cares at that point. No. No, no. My, my, my wrestling, I, I got deep into it during the Attitude Era. Um, I grew up around it when Hogan was still wrestling with Macho Man and Andre the Giant. So, like, I was aware of it way back. And then yeah. Attitude Era, Austin, then The Rock, and, yeah. you know, the golden era of, of WWE. Uh, yeah. and, and So, needless, needless to say, you've given a teddy bear an elbow drop. Oh, God, yeah. Game. Yeah, I had one of those Jake the Snake wrestling buddies. Oh, those were the best. Yes, yes. No, th- those, those so were... Good. Now, I have one of those, and I've been part of a fair number of e-feds, where you oh, create your own character, and, like, yeah. you write out your strats, and then a moderator, like, tells people what the match, how the match yeah, so goes. It, it's it's very much like a D&D campaign. Oh, God, yes. Very much but so. You're, you're, you're a wrestling persona, and I remember being super interested when I was younger, mm-hmm. looking and reading all this e-fed stuff. Oh, yeah thinking oh i can't do this i'm not i'm not a creative enough <laughs> and b uh, we don't have the internet capabilities oh god online all the time yeah to do this. yeah uh but that was super interesting what was your efed name uh so back in the old efed days uh my character's name was oliver black oliver black now nice. i was very much like a hardy boys cruiser rate cruiserweight, high-flying sort of fan. I loved watching moves off the top rope, and uh, all of those high-flying hijinks was always, like, to me, what I would get down with when it came to wrestling. Yeah. So Oliver Black was kind of a, an, an amalgam of Matt and Jeff Hardy. Like, it was kind of, His theme song was Painted Black by the Rolling Stones. Perfect. Sweet. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. His finisher was oh god, I need to remember the actual degree. It was like a front flip splash, but it was like a like a seven twenty or a five forty. Like it was a couple of rotations in the air. Yeah. But but like that was that was the big finisher. I was I would always find the highest surface possible. There's an element of maybe ECW in there, but now. It- Doing this through the efed is this like a it's like a one to one thing like your opponent does a move and then the moderator says all right Brett it's your turn what do you do is it like that type of thing no so what's interesting about an efed is you would have a deadline to write what your character's strategy was so you would write your entrance you would uh-huh. you would write like what moves you do throughout the match and how you go about things. And you write your idea for what your character wanted to do throughout the throughout the match. Oh, okay. And then your opponent would do the same thing. Yeah. And then nobody would know what actually happens until that Sunday when they would release the pay-per-view. And then everybody would pile, on, pile in at the same time and frantically read through to see like mm-hmm. how the moderator took both of those ideas and turned it into a wrestling match. Oh, see, that's really cool because the one that I remember reading a whole bunch... Yeah was very much like i did this move and then it was like a wait and see what the person would respond with oh weird yeah (laughs) that the way you're talking about it is way more exciting yeah because even as a wrestler we we didn't know what was going to happen so not only were people who wanted to just read the efed 
tuning in on that Sunday and like reading the forum post, but the wrestlers themselves were like, did I win? <laughs> you know, did, yeah. did, did I, re- did I retain the cruiserweight belt? Uh-huh. So there was definitely an element of that there. That's super awesome. Man. Yeah. No, Ethan's were, were, <laughs> that was my jam back in the day. Oh, so was, was, would that be your persona still? Would you still be like an olive or black wrestler? Type I, you know, I, yes. So I still like the cruiserweight. I still like when it's done well. Um, I'm trying to remember there was a lot of when NXT did the cruiserweight championship thing. The CWC. Yeah, that's classic. it. Yep, yeah, that's it. The cruiserweight classic. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. There was a lot of like really great wrestlers they showcased yeah. and there was a ton of high flying and like really choreographed uh spots that were super fun to watch. Like that to yeah. that to me was was the best. I, I loved that. Um and even even now, like some of my favorite wrestlers are uh like like uh, Finn Balor, you know, Finn Balor, he he yeah. he has that striker kind of like heavyweight mentality, but he's small enough and 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 live enough that he can, you know, his finisher is the coup de gras, he jumps off the turnbuckle. You know, he still has that element to him which kind of makes him fun. Yeah. And he's got that uh the the dark side. Oh like god. When he, go, when he goes uh demon I, Demon Finn. I remember when he debuted on NXT and I lost my mind. Yeah. I was like, for, what is this? Yeah, for anyone that doesn't, uh, doesn't, you hear the words Demon Finn and you're like, what's going on? Basically, Finn Balor's persona, he fights as himself, Finn, but for the really, really tough battles against a tough opponent, he goes Demon Finn transformation and he does like a face, crazy face paint. Not even on his face, like on his chest, Full on his body. back. He becomes another character. He he ascends to another level of existence, another plane of existence. <laughs> and that's when you know, and that's when you know the gloves are off, and he's yes. gonna leave everything on the mat that night. Yeah, like when he comes out as Demon Finn, you know you're about to see something special because they don't they they don't paint him up for nothing. <clears throat> no, and I, I'm gonna tell you what you need to do. You need to go and look up one of his entrances. Oh NXT God! Yes, as Demon Finn, or even at uh, a pay per view at WWE, and just the spectacle of it. it oh yeah, is, it's hard to explain because I I've been there live mm-hmm. for a Demon Finn. In what? Person. Oh, a Demon Finn? Yeah, I, oh. last year's uh, last year's SummerSlam. Uh, I did. I was there when he versus Bray Wyatt. That is awesome. And. Uh, it, it, it's it's giving me goosebumps just like his <laughs> yes. music is awesome the lighting effects the the, the smoke the pyro uh it's it's like it's like perfection oh god yes yeah so oh. like when it comes to me when i was younger my character was very much like i'm the future of professional wrestling so call me the future one like <laughs> that was that was my whole deal awesome uh i'm here to i'm here to save wrestling from its mediocrity and show you what this place is going to be in five years or something like that. Uh, but I would always, even like in middle school or high school, I would walk down the hallways and in my head constantly is entrance music. Like I'm walking down the hallways and people are on the side of the hall on the hallway. And I'm thinking they're on, (laughs) they're in the crowd. Yeah. They're in the crowd. And I'm just, I'm sure people have caught me walking through the hallway, <laughs> but I, I'd be like nodding to them on each side, like, "Yeah, what's up? What's up? It's me. I'm here." <laughs> oh my uh, god, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, it's it's something that you don't think you're you don't notice yourself doing it, but once you do, it's it, it's very ridiculous. Yes, yes, I've I've. One thousand percent done that before, where where you're walking down a thin a thinnish corridor and there's people on each side. And you're just giving yeah. them the glances, like you're you're over there and I'm over here in the center. I'm yeah. the one doing the thing right now. That's that's why when I played like little league baseball and stuff, I'd always have a song in my head walking up to the plate. Yeah. Cause oh yes. Yeah. It, it gives you a huge adrenaline boost. And to think and to imagine yourself like in a huge arena filled with people. Uh, but nowadays, when it comes to like my entrance music, 
I go, I flip flop all the time. Like I'll hear a new song on the radio or a new hard rock song from, uh, from a pay-per-view that's, mm-hmm. that's hosted. That's like the theme of the show. Like, Ooh, that'd be really good. I, I I'll wait until this point in the song and then I'll come out with pyro and I'll just stand there at the ramp with my arms raised. Like I'm the man, uh, <laughs> walking down high-fiving or maybe i'm a bad guy and i'm flipping everyone off that's I'm going down I, that's that's the decision you're going to make right now if, if you're heel or face in this scenario yeah uh, right now i'd probably go face okay i i in uh in the kind of wrestling uh facebook group uh we do like 2k kind of leagues in, in the in the games okay okay yeah um and I was a heel for a long time, and I'm a, I'm a tweener sure. right now, so I go back and forth. Um, but I I would say right now, if I were had to to start a new character, I would 100% be a face. I'd, I'd be I'd be a good guy. Yep. Even though you probably have more fun being a bad guy. Oh God, yes! It's so much easier to be a bad guy. Yeah. What city are you in? That city sucks. You <laughs> yep. you've already done it. You've already done it. You're you're a heel. Good Everybody you hates you. Um, I think I would like to model my like in-ring moves around like Biggie, okay, or or, or Kevin Owens, like oh my big god, guy so can, good, a, a big guy that can move and actually yes, in some cases are more athletic than some of the other wrestlers. I I will never forget watching Vader. Vader was incredible. Was awesome. Like, how does he do that? He gets up on the top rope and he is a big guy. He's, He's doing flips fan. and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that. I, I I'm a hundred percent with you. Watching. I I love Kevin Owens. He's yeah. such a good wrestler. So going off that, uh, the other part of the question was what our finisher move. Oh yeah. Be, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Even back from Attitude Era when I was younger, mm-hmm. I always wanted to throw somebody up in the air and catch them with a the finisher on the way down. Much like Kevin Owens, he throws, Pop up power throws the opponent up in the air yep. and power bombs into the mat. <laughs> but what I would like to do is take the RKO and oh. constantly throw them up and then catch them all the way down. The WrestleMania, what was it, two years ago against uh, um, Seth Rollins? Yeah. Went for the went for the the sidewalk stomp, the curb stomp, and then he. Yeah. Threw, oh my god! I lost my mind when that happened. He threw Seth Rollins up in the air. It must have been eight, nine feet. Oh, God, yes, easily. And and Seth Rollins was laying... He was falling flat to the mat, and Randy Orton caught him with the RKO. <laughs> Just crazy. Just crazy. So good. Wrestling, so, wrestling is so dumb, and I love it so much. It is, it's <laughs> dumb, and when you told me yes. what, the topic, what the topic you were doing, I, I thought to myself, why do I love wrestling so much? Mm-hmm. And it's it sure the in ring, uh, in ring stuff is amazing. Oh God, Seeing yes! How athletic they are, yes. and The type of moves they can pull off and still be somewhat safe is outstanding. But it's the characters. Yes, you can, you're invested. You can be a, you can be a, a, a great in ring worker, a great mm-hmm. wrestler, but if you are vanilla and zero interested, like you're not interesting at all. <laughs> Roman Reigns, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so it's it's definitely the characters it's much like video games and yeah movies. if 100 characters aren't there then what's the point yep if you don't care about the character that's that's why that's why attitude era steve austin gets over because he, he's built to be the bad guy yeah but he was so good at it that everyone turned and started loving the bad guy which completely threw everything off it was yeah. it was per- it was perfect. Wrestling is yeah. wrestling is so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I, I, I can't not see Shinsuke Nakamura and and just hear that song in my head and ex- explode. Oh. An- another song that gives you goosebumps. Do yourselves a favor, go listen to Shinsuke Nakamura's theme song and it'll it, change your life. It's literally just violin. Yes. Yeah. And it's done so well. Like, you could totally go to the gym and run on the treadmill to that song alone. Just on repeat. 
hundred percent you could. It gets the blood going. Ugh. Uh, but like for for entrance music, what kind of music would you come out to? You know, some of the best entrance themes that uh, I can think of are going to be things like um, what makes a good what one thing that makes a good entrance to me is you got to have something that's got show stopping power. Mm-hmm. You've got the rock that's that fires off. If you smell like as yep. soon as that hits, people know. Or Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Glass Shatters. Everyone knows he's there. Um, That you got to have that like show stopping. As soon as your theme hits, everything's different. You, Mm -hmm. um, so you got to have something that works to that level, or even something that the arena can do. Oh yes, will supplement supplement the music. Whether the lights go out and Mm -hmm. the. Bray Wyatt. The guitar is, is, is slowly getting there. Yep. And the lights slowly come up, and then all of a sudden you're either in the ring or you hop, you are launched into the air at the top of the ramp like Rey Mysterio. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I I mean, those are... If I'm picking a song, that's the hard thing, is, is there's got to be a song that at some point in that song you've got that thing. And that's, yeah. and that's what makes it perfect. Even... Um, you know, even CM Punk had when he was go- rolling with uh, what's the name of the song? I'm losing it. Cult personality. Thank you. Like yep. that song starts with a guitar riff that's so perfect that you're like, oh, there he is, it's happening. You know, and you get that moment. Um. Yeah. No. I. I mean, if I if I'm picking a an intro song right now. Yeah. I still like the painted black. But you do got to do something with the lights to make it a little more interesting. And uh, whether it be a cut to black and you show up somewhere in the ring, you know, do, do some do some craziness like that. Or uh, you got to do something to put it over because I don't think that song by itself plays well enough. Yeah. I I've, I've hold a special place in my heart for... Uh, like Scott Steiner. <laughs> you remember Scott Steiner? Yes, I do. Where it would it would just have the the ambulance siren going. Yep. And then you just holla if you hear me. Oh my god! And it's a very basic like drum, bass drum. Yep. Simple guitar riff, but that siren is constantly going. Oh my god! So you know everyone has to be on alert. Yep. Well, that's a. Uh, I mean, one of my all time favorites. Uh, Breath of Hitman Heart. That's that's a classic song. Mm-hmm. That's a classic song. So good. Yeah. I could or I could even, I could literally listen to wrestling themes all day. Absolutely. <laughs> I I change my alarms like every week to a new theme. Well, I think this week is Johnny Gargano's. I, I I had Bobby Roode for a good long time. That's another. Because that's another. It's another one that hits. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bobby Roode. If you've watched the KFL three video, Tim's entrance is very much Bobby Roode's oh, yeah. glorious entrance. Yes, where, where he comes down and all the white lights are on him. Yep, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> um, Makes you wonder yeah. if there's some inspiration there. Yeah, th- there's got to be. Yeah, uh, wrestling's fantastic, friends. If you have not given it a chance. <laughs> don't (laughs) no i'm kidding i love wrestling but yeah it's 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 a it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and i love it if you if you truly want to give it a shot um you should probably watch this year's mania yeah wrestlemania it's a super long show i think it's gonna be like seven hours. it's gonna be incredibly long this year it's gonna be it's it's insane. I'm not watching um, nine hours of Mania. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you what. Yes, I am. Oh my god. I'm sitting there the whole time. I'm telling myself I'm not, but I know deep down in here that I yeah. am. That's a, well. I gotta see uh, how Ronda Rousey does. Oh god, yeah. That's it, that's gonna be her first match in WWE. And I've not caught. A, is 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 Brian wrestling in this one? Uh, he sure is. Oh my god. Yeah, that Brian is going to be cleared. insane. Yeah, that's another thing I love about wrestling is you get super attached to them. Yeah. And then when they have to, unfortunately, retire due to injury, mm-hmm. it's always very, very sad. Yeah. And just recently, Daniel Bryan, who was forced to retire because he had too many concussions, um, 
because he wrestles a very hard and brutal yes. style. Yeah. He recently got cleared, and it was insane. The internet was on fire. It, I've never seen somebody come back no. from a retirement like that. And yes. Not have it be storyline-based, you know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. a real-life thing. Or, at the very least, if something like that happens, I've seen them come back in, like, other wrestling promotions, but never yeah. WWE. Ne- like, never back to WWE. No. So, it, it, it's fantastic when those type of things happen. It is. It really is. Um. So, Brett, thank you so, so much for coming. Yeah. Out. Yeah. No, this was this was great. I had a, <laughs> I had a really good time. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, uh... It's nice to catch up with somebody who I felt like I clicked with real fast. At yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you on that one. We, we should talk more often. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hundred percent. We'll do, we'll do something. We'll just Perfect. let's just do this, but turn the mic off at some point, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. The mic will be. Let's on just turn the mic on. Let's leave it on. This is a six-hour show. We're not stopping. Oh my god, I have to work, <laughs> but I feel free. I told you, I only get five hours of sleep. This is the perfect opportunity to put this to the test. True that. True that. <laughs> uh, where can they find you, Brett? Oh god, um, where can you find me? I, uh, I'm i on Twitter, of course, at UberBrent. UberBrent is pretty much where you can find me everywhere. Uh, nice. But the big places I'd say you can find me, tw- uh, at UberBrent on Twitter. Uh, twitch.tv slash uberbrent that's where i do all of my live streams and everything uh tuesdays and thursdays and saturday morning vr that's that's my that's my new segment that i'm putting together where i play that's exciting some playstation vr games on saturdays so you can check what me have out you there played so far uh i played moss uh nice. played some super hots played farscape i almost said far cry um <laughs> uh, i played accounting plus i played resident evil 7 in vr that terrified me but i managed to make it through uh it's really cool that you, and you're streaming that on twitch yep twitch.tv slash uber that's awesome and the only other place i am uh batteries fully that's a kind of pop culture website me and a few friends write for it's uh it's pretty cool stuff it's where i put a lot of my gaming thoughts sweet awesome uh you can find me at who ninja 73 on twitter on psn uh on Instagram, if you want to follow me there, go ahead. I don't post anything <laughs> on Instagram. But uh, if you want some free likes on, on, on the gram, boom, I'm, I'm your man. Uh, you can follow the show at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter. Uh, this show is going to be on podcast services very soon, probably, hopefully, next week. And until next time, be kinder to one another. Bye. Bye-bye.